This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And happy new... Fill in the blank. Everything. Happy new life. Whatever. Happy, happy new, new you. Life. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you wanted to talk about new as a, uh, a light topic because we're at the time of year when people are focusing on something being new for some magical reason. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's all tradition. But you forget mm-hmm. that it's tradition and start thinking that it's real, which, by the way, is something I should hang on a podcast down the road. <laughs> Carol, you are getting it, girl. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So we think about uh, January 1 as new. And every year, like pastoring for 30 years and before that, I have had New Year's programs up the gazoo. You name it, it's either in the file or it's going to pop out of my head. And I'm thinking, nothing happens, really. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, everybody's in this hype. And it's, by the time you get to a certain age, the hype is over. You know, you're just not hyping it anymore. But it's still an opportunity, like a, a date you can mark or something, like people start a diet or something like that, where you can actually say that nothing happens in the cosmos that precipitates a change in my life that I want. But what can happen is that I can make the first step toward that change. Mm-hmm. So that, I, that's big, right? I think that's pretty big. And I'm not sure that anybody really wants to go through all of that. But yeah, there it is. Okay. Um, well, on the one hand, yes, uh, January 1st, December 31st is an arbitrary line in the, you know, in the calendar where we go from a 23 to a 24 or a 20 to a 21, or it's, it's, it's basically that, that that's the milestone. And in our intellectual minds, we understand that could be at any time. Uh, you can do that any time of the year. The federal government, I think the first of their year is October 1st or the last day of September, some such. Uh, different corporations have different calendar quarters and financial years. And you can you can count a year starting whenever. Um, and for social purposes, we start our year, calendar year, uh, on the 1st of January. Now, interestingly, that kind of fits in together with the winter solstice. And it's possible that that has something to do with it because... As you mentioned people, you know, going on a diet or joining a gym 
or whatever that happens to be. And the fact of the matter is, from about Halloween until about Christmas, we're all eating too much. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There's candy to begin with, and then there's stuffing, and then there's pie. Oh, my God, there's pie. It's the whole harvest season. And just physiologically, our bodies are geared towards, as the light goes away, as we're basically getting ready to what in, you know, in earlier days would have been hibernation for mammals. Like, watch the squirrels. The squirrels these days are fat and slow because (laughs) they've got, their acorns are still on the ground, but they've got, they've got to pack it away for the winter so they can go and like, and survive the winter and have their babies in the springtime and start the program all over again. And physiologically, our biology is set to do the same sort of thing. So we have been getting into the darkness and, just kind of tending towards that. And culturally, there's, you know, all of the, the harvest and the foods and the celebrations and stuff are, are reinforcing that. So by the time we get to the first of the year, it's we're ready for something different. It's like, okay, let me shake off what I've been doing and do something different, you know? And, and that's completely um, societal. And as I say, you think, well, yeah, there might actually be something to that. And the light starts coming back. I mean, it's still going to be... <laughs> dark at the first of the year, but by the time we get to Groundhog Day a month in, which is a cross-quarter day, it's going to start getting a little bit light. It's going to start seeming like, okay, this is the middle of the winter, but the, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's emotionally, psychologically, and um, and just genetically what we're working on. Mm-hmm. My observation has always been that January 1st to about Valentine's Day. So New Year's to Valentine's Day is the time when uh, all the, uh, basically all the amateurs are at the gym. So, (laughs) I mean, I go to the gym all year round. And this time of year, you can find a machine, you can find a lane in the pool, it's kind of okay. The first of the year, everybody comes out because now they got this New Year's resolution, they're going to do something different. And by the middle of February, it's back to normal. You know, I plan to go to the gym after New Year's, right? You should go before. See what it's like with nobody there. I would love to, but I can't find the, you know. But I'm like, you know. (laughs) I just can't find the whatever. I got stuff going on, but I had this plan. And I said, all right, I won't do it like January 1. Okay. Because I won't get into that, right? But somewhere between the 1st and the 7th, I'm all paid up too. Oh, yeah, okay. So I said, so you, okay, you, you know what? Go. You're set and you're you're ready to go. I'm gonna join the parade of amateurs. There you go. I have I have friends who are in uh um in Alcoholics Anonymous and have been for decades. And they refer to New Year's Eve as amateur night. <laughs> <laughs> because that's when everybody else goes out and has too much to drink. Mm-hmm. As opposed to when <laughs> when they were drinking, every night was, was every New Year's night. Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, and, um, it, I, you know, I'm overthinker, right? Just overthinker. And congratulations for that. Is that good? Okay. Oh, well, there are some people who underthink, so you're balancing them out. Okay, yeah, I am. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but I, was, <laughs> I was thinking about... Um, the will of God, 
you know, now I, please, I'm trying to keep this light. So remind okay. me. Right? But I was thinking oh. about the will of God and how at this time of year, people are trying or even thinking about like finding the will of God and getting in it and doing it. And I understand what New Thought thinks about the will of God. And um, I'm with that. I am with that. But there's something, little thing that I'm wondering maybe we could talk about. And it's it's small. So I'm 100% wrapped around the understanding of the will of God as you explained it, as you have explained it. And I'm good with that. It's comfortable. It's wonderful. But some things that I wanted to happen, I was working on, just wouldn't budge, would not budge no matter what I did. And I thought, so I was listening to a bunch of stuff and I was going through some some studies, just reviewing some things. And it was about God flowing through. And I said, you know what? Maybe we got this twisted. Like we pray that we pray for something. Now, I understand where I'm coming from. So I'm giving you this, okay? I'm I'm giving you a wide berth here. Thank you. So so we pray for something and then want God to bless it or get in it. And I said, eh, that's, that's just a bit arrogant, you know? So how about since it is God, flip the switch and say, what is God flowing? How is God flowing? And let me get in this flow, Mm -hmm. which sounded better. Yeah. Then I thought, okay, wait a minute now. You just can't get in a flow. (laughs) You you just can't. You have to find how you flow and what your gifts and talents are and how God can flow through that. So I know you already figured all this out because I just threw it at you. So go ahead. <laughs> no pressure. All right. First, God's will. Um, and, I, and I bring this up simply because I want to dispense with it. Because people say, oh, this is the will of God. That's the way that God wants it. Okay. God is an infinite creative power that has created billions of galaxies. If there's something that God actually absolutely wanted, would you be able to stop it? Would you be able to change it? Would you be able to, to interfere with it in any way? If God really wanted it, no. Okay. I don't think so. So it's not the will of God in the sense of God is going to, you know, is going to decide what's right for me and then I have to do it and I just need to petition God to want it. So that's kind of giving away our power. The way that you can approach that is what is God's highest idea of this? Hmm. I am opening myself up to God's highest idea of my next experience of whatever. And that's how we turn it over to God, because you're right. We do have that unique combination of skills and gifts and talents and abilities and perspectives and all the experience that we have that we bring to the table. And that can all come together in a way that is uh, rewarding, satisfying, uplifting, prosperous, healthy, vibrant, loving, et cetera, for us. Um, Or we can sit there spinning our wheels because we haven't, we're not putting the pieces together in a way that's, that's, that's meaningful for us. So that's the way we can turn to God's will. It's not to say, um, God, please do this for me. But instead, God, please reveal to me what is the, the, the next best idea here. What is my next perfect step? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I um, when I mentioned that thing, the thing I wanted to work at by all accounts, I could not see anything negative, <laughs> not a flaw. Just, you know, even though I stood back and said, okay, let me just, and <clears throat> finally, you know, and I'm just, just putting it out there because I figure people are listening in there. You know, I said, God, listen, once more, you got it wrong. Okay. I have asked you for this and you keep showing me this. This is not what we've discussed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and when I thought that and just sat down on my little pissed offness, because already I'm going in already knowing I'm wrong. But I figured, let me get this off my chest and hear what I'm saying. And maybe somehow, uh, by some divine magic, it's going to turn around. Or I'll see something I didn't. And I did. I did. It was, <clears throat> this is what I want. But how, you keep showing me wrong stuff. So... <laughs> So what I finally understood is that the wrong stuff had to be addressed in order to get to what I wanted. Ah, clean up on aisle three. Yeah. And I just didn't see it. I simply just did not see it. And um, so I had to sit with that for a minute, you know, because listen, I am focused. You know I'm focused. You are focused. And I have endless patience. You're talking about setting an intention. I will sit there in that intention, and this is it. But sometimes that makes me, causes me to miss things. You know, and I miss something. Just totally missed it. So I guess maybe that's part of my idea about the new year, thinking in a new way. Yes, Which is, we are we are always free to think in a new way, and we don't need to have the a, a new calendar or a Hallmark card um, mm -hmm. or some odometer flipping over to the next number. Uh, that newness actually starts uh, in every moment. Now, that's why a meditative practice is so important because we focus on our breathing, and we always breathe in the moment. Mm. There are mm. very few people who can think back to that really great breath they took in 1991. Mm -hmm. You know. Under certain circumstances, if there's a noteworthy breath, we do remember it. But it wasn't the breath. It was the fact that we were able to take it. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember one coming, and it was in 1991, swimming back up to the surface from 163 feet down, scuba diving. And uh, there was enough air. So that was, that was a noteworthy breath when I got to the surface. But it was the circumstances that surrounded the breath rather than the breath itself. Mm -hmm. So if we think of our, our life as a timeline then every moment behind us was a breath. And every moment coming up for us is a breath. And where we are right now is this present moment and this breath. And when you think about it that way, the breaths that you've just taken or that you took years ago really don't affect the next breath you're gonna be taking. And in the same way, the creative principle is not bound by the things that have happened before. Yes, they've been happening that way. They might've been happening over and over and over that way for years and years and years. And that's the only way your experience has been. And when they start happening differently, it's called transformation or breakthrough or shift. And that happens in a breath. So yeah, that newness is definitely possible. Yeah, it's, 
But, I, you know, you have to take your time with it. Slow down. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Yeah, and ask that question. What is my next perfect step? Rather than yes. God, do this for me and do it now. <laughs> and I mean it. <laughs> Let's take a break and continue talking about new. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand? That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And we're, we're talking talk- about what's new. Yeah. What's new and what can be new. So there's, you know, the, the visual that I just gave before the break about the, the series of breaths. You can also visualize yourself standing in, uh, you know, standing in a gazebo in the middle of a huge downpour. And what's pouring down is all sorts of good. All sorts of every, every possible good thing, relationships and health and vitality and, uh, you know, fabulous experiences and wonderful friendships and creative experiences and great jobs and prosperity and all that stuff is pouring down all around you. And you're standing in the middle of this shower, but you're underneath the roof, so you're not getting any of it. You can go stand out in the downpour and unless you cup your hands, <laughs> it's all going past you. <laughs> it's all available. We do have to position ourselves so that we can accept it. I think that's a that's a key, positioning ourselves. I was just as you were mad talking about that. I was imagining the gazebo that I visit on a regular basis, right outside, mm-hmm. and how many times I've been caught in the rain and looked yep. at that. And you know, you're right. You you have to position, and I think. All and and I have you know I have this thing like the ocean as an imaginary or as a metaphor. The ocean is the mind of God. So everything because that's the biggest thing I could think of, and everything is in it that I need. I just need to access it, go get it, or whatever. But sometimes you have to be in a different. You have to look at an old idea in a new way, or a a different side of the street sometimes I call it to get it and so it, it that's the work mm-hmm. I think you never know it all you know each time perhaps it's every, each time is a new time yeah you and know? we can we when we learn more and then learn more and then learn it's at, at no point do we know everything 
mm-hmm. but we get to we get to open ourselves up to more uh, knowledge and greater insight and, and deeper awareness. Now I have a question for you: Is your gazebo within sight of the ocean? One is and one isn't. Okay, so there's a wonderful metaphor because you're in the gazebo where you can watch the ocean. And you can stay in there, and if you, there's inclement weather, you can watch the ocean mm-hmm. and stay safe from the inclement weather and engage in that whole experience. And it's now December, so it's worth asking, when's the last time you were actually in the ocean? Oh, months. Yeah. There's a difference between being aware of an experience or a possibility and immersing ourselves in it. Hmm. So it is possible to, to, to take this teaching and think about it instead of diving in. And then we sort of get to second guess, well, if I were believing this, then God would be doing that and God isn't doing that. So what's going on? And we, as we think our way through it and we try and understand it more, sometimes it helps just to dive in. Hmm. Let me dive in and, 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 and experience it and see where it is and see how that experience feels rather than try to figure it out before I do it or without doing it. Hmm. That's a good point. Cause I, I will say, I, I know that there isn't any information that is not available to me. Mm-hmm. I have a well of it within me. Okay. I ought to by now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but certainly I don't know everything. And so when I'm fishing for something or I'm looking for it, I do get a little agitated if I can't access it. And I'm thinking, what is it that's wrong? What is it that I don't see? Hmm. And I never see it until I calm down. (laughs) (laughs) How long has this been going on for you? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Just way Um, too long, but yeah, because I know it's there. Yeah. And how often do you get yourself agitated and then realize that you're not going to get it till you calm down? Yeah. It's, it's after I get, because I know it's there, you know, it's like you, you lost, you can't find your watch or you put something somewhere, you know, it's there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it happens to everybody, you know, when there's somebody, somebody you've been friends with for 20 years and for the life of you, you can't remember their name. And it's on the tip of your tongue. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, or who the author was or the actor's name or something everybody knows. And, it's, and then you let go of it and you say, well, it'll come up. And instantaneously it's there. Oh, Meryl Streep, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, okay. So let me just, in, in the interest of full disclosure, you know, I, my study time starts at five. And Monday is no different, although I have to juggle some things around. And I had like a list of five things that I wanted to talk about. And I'm doing everything that I have to do before I hit that button. And for the life of me, I could not remember which one I wanted to do. (laughs) And I kept thinking, but you said you wanted to keep it light. Which one is it? And I'm just going, and he's going to ask you in a second. He's going to ask you in a second. Which one is it? And I just said, whatever one comes up, because I'm, you know, like I'm stressing. I was so intent upon talking about new and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know where that thought went. 
it came back just in time, but right, right, and 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 because you let it go, you say it'll be there when I need it, mm. and there, and when it, the time comes and it's not there, then you can mention it, and that becomes the conversation and it goes in a whole different direction, and maybe it winds up being interesting anyway. See, so, you would think that, you know, you what, would think that as soon as we think we know anything, we don't know anything. I mean, somebody. <laughs> And quoted, uh, uh, man plans, God laughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then attributed it to Khloe Kardashian, apparently, who says it a lot. It's like, mm-hmm. mm, it's actually from Yiddish and it's been around for a while, but yeah. leave it at that. And when we think we know how it's supposed to come out and then we try and force the outcome, then we're working across purposes to ourselves because maybe there's something better that can be happening. Maybe there's a different alternative that we didn't think of. Maybe there's a better topic. Yeah. I mean, yes, you could apply that to anything. Right. Yes, a better topic. Yes, Carol, you missed this one little thing. (laughs) If you look at this, it will work. (laughs) I got the inspiration this week to uh, order a bunch of gold stars. Mm Mm-hmm. Little gold stars that you stick on. Yeah. You can put a gold star on anything. Get yourself some gold stars and start putting on your stuff. Okay. That wasn't, I didn't think this was gold star work when I first did it, but here's a gold star. Let's put it on. See, see how it looks and feels with a gold star on it. You can, I'm thinking of this. Uh, I, I won't say the person's name, but you know, they're an influencer. And they had, they were talking about websites and what you put on your website. On his website is, I am the greatest blank of all. And I'm number one in the world. And so the audience, somebody, you know, they could talk back and forth. And they said, well, how do you, how do you figure you're the greatest one? How, how do you do that? How do you justify it? He said, go to my website. It says it right there. It says (laughs) (laughs) I never forgot that. I said, wait a minute. I decide this, you know, I am the best at this. Prove that right. I'm not. Right. Well, and that, that actually works to an extent. It has the potential to open us up to ridicule every now and again. But, you know, it goes with the territory, especially yeah. for an influencer. The ridicule, forget it. You know, don't worry about the ridicule unless it comes from inside. That's the ridicule we've got to deal with. The outside ridicule and criticism, don't worry. They'll get tired of you and go deal with somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Too true. (laughs) Well, I think we have a wonderful idea for a prayer for today, which I'm looking forward to, which is, it's actually based on uh, the life visioning process from Michael Beckwith. And it's the first question, which is, what's God's highest idea for Mm -hmm. me now? And it's one of those all-purpose prayers about inviting newness. And it kind of lets us partner with the infinite in a way that we're not saying, I want a brand new car. Is it God's will for me to have the new car? Instead, we say, I want to have the perfect transportation experience Mm -hmm. with the ability to get where I want to go or whatever having a car means to me. You know, if it's just about being cool, then I want to, I want to know that I feel cool and everybody's looking up to me. And then, whether it shows up as a car or something completely different, we get to let the infinite take care of the how. My friend, Reverend George says, 
uh, let go of the how and focus on the wow. (laughs) (laughs) And so let's take another break. And when we uh, continue, we will do a, um, uh, we'll do a prayer um, about uh, God's highest idea for us and the wow. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And newness is at hand. Yes. Yeah, whether it's a new year, a... Uh, a new outfit, a new idea, uh, whatever it is, there's something new that's coming up. And we can use the uh, the calendar to remind us about the newness and watch the ball drop in Times Square. I went to that once. It was not interesting. Cold. It was cold and crowded. And then immediately afterwards, everybody like left and didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and if you didn't have someplace planned to go, you're just wandering around midtown Manhattan at one o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> so I don't need to do that again. Um, But there's always newness available. The prayer today is about inviting in the new and letting go of our attachment to what it looks like and how it works and to be open up to that brand new possibility. So we're going to let go of the how and open to the wow, which means we're not going to try and micromanage the technique and the process that newness is coming into our lives. We're just going to open up to the goodness and allow it to unfold not just for us, but through us and as us. And the idea is that there is an infinite creative power, one divine mind, which we think of as God or nature or spirit or the creator uh, or the big bang, whatever it is that we think of it as, it is that one presence which shares itself as all of its creation. Everything is that divine goodness taking its own particular form. And that everything includes each of us. So that one divine mind is the same mind with which I'm thinking. It is the same mind with which each of us is thinking. And that mind knows exactly what is unfolding. So as we open to the newness that we are choosing to experience, that we're inviting, as we get an idea of that wow that we would love to have in our experience of life, that creative power is already acting. We can turn away from the circumstances, the situations, the thoughts that we know what's going on and open to that goodness, open to that newness. Inquire as to what is God's highest idea 
for my next experience of life? What is this next wonderful step for me to take? So I invite in the guidance for each of us in our own way. That clear illumination, that definite understanding of that which is ours to do, that which is ours to release. Whatever participation we are to take in creating this newness, we are guided to take that next perfect step. And the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And the good continues to unfold. We turn away from the need to know how it's going to work and open to the spectacular goodness that is coming about now. Knowing that this guidance is at hand, it is operating now. That infinite intelligence that knows everything, that divine creative power that creates everything, that has created each of us, is creating that newness for us, and through us, and as us, and with us, right now, and at every moment, in every breath. That goodness is unfolding. I'm so, so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the joyous experiences that we're having, those experiences of uplift and transformation. I'm grateful for the wonderful way that this goodness is coming about. I'm grateful to know that there is nothing that can possibly stand in the way of this creative force. This good is happening now. And so with a deep feeling of thanks for all of this good, I speak this word and I release it into that same creative law that has created everything. And I know it now is creating this. It is already underway. And so I let it be. I let it go. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.